Brenda Donahue is in Limerick. She's going to tell us more. Brenda. Thanks very much, guys. Quick warning, if you're feeling broody, look away now. Seriously. This radio programme actually began on TV. I was in the neonatal unit in Limerick Hospital because it's had its busiest couple of months ever. And they had their first set of quads born in the unit there in over 50 years. So we were doing a kind of a nice, happy feature there. Because here is Lisa Fenton, mother of the quads, mother of Max, Ashley, Alex and Kayla. Congratulations, first of all, Lisa. What is the great news we have? They're going home today, six Aww. weeks old today. And Obviously, quads are newsworthy and very interesting. But when the cameras were turned off, I got chatting to a lot of the mums and dads there. Oh, I was in love with them. They were literally just about two inches bigger than my hand. This couple, for example, are both 17 and are the new parents of twins. I can tell you, I might be 17, but I've never felt the way I do about those two babies. You know, and they're so helpless and tiny that I just can't believe how judgmental people can be about parents, about other parents. Like, you know, everyone tries their best. And I realised that there's a lot of stories in the babies that have been born in this country and what it says about the country and the families that they've been born into. And particularly in this centenary year, there's been so much talk about the children of our nation. So we decided to travel around the country and meet some of these babies and the parents <laughs> as a snapshot, really, of the country as it is right now. You like that? You're a little about aren't you? <laughs> what was interesting about the people I met was no matter what circumstance a baby was born into, and some of those circumstances were very rosy, but some of them were actually very distressing. Most of the houses are boarded up. She doesn't live here. She does, Brenda. Every parent had the same hopes and aspirations for their child and wanted the best for them. You're the only person he's nice to. Bowel to everyone else, isn't he? Isn't he bowel to everyone else? And for me, this was a labour of love because I'm one of these people I love being handed new babies. And I'm not one of the people who say, oh, but it's great to hand them back. I just love holding them. I'm going to watch you shine. Gonna watch you grow Gonna paint the sign So you'll always know As long as one and one is two There could never be a father Loved his daughter more than I love What are you at at your phone there? So I'm just putting in our little destination. So we're heading to see a lady up in Finglas. Now, our first three babies of 2016 are being introduced to us by Heather Cruz. Look, even where we are and where we're driving through now, all these new estates that have, have cropped up. This and she's a midwife working in the Rotunda Maternity Hospital in Dublin. Lots of new young couples moving in, lots more babies. She's driving a little mini car and the car is basically her office. You know, she's all the equipment in the boot and she creates a bit of a, uh, I suppose, a buzz when she goes around. Brenda, here we are uh, with our first couple of the morning. This is a lovely Polish couple who've had their first baby and today this little baba is a week old. So let's go and say hi. Moja mała księżniczka Moja mała księżniczka Vaneska. Little princess. So if, if it's okay, Patrick, I, I'd really like to weigh Vanessa and see... Baby Vanessa is beyond cute. She's got the biggest head of black hair and it's wild. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. 
So I'm also going to have a little look at her and check yeah. her over. And uh, you're telling me her cord is falling. Vanessa's parents are Patrick and Patricia. Yeah, 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 going off. Yeah. That's great. That's so the, better for the pampers, you know, and everything. <laughs> this looks really nice and healthy. I know it's not very pretty, but it's it's perfect. No, really, just leave it. Unless it's sticky, you need yeah. to clean it. But otherwise, the air at it will just form a new skin. So that, when, that's when it. Sticky, yeah. Yeah, it's, you see, it's a little bit sticky now. Okay, yeah. but that's normal. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. She looks really good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, Baba. Now we'll put you down here. Good girl. It's okay. So in kilos, you guys want this in kilos, I'm sure. So today she's 3.62 in kilos. So coming up beautifully. That's fantastic. She's all, she's over her birth weight already in one week. Yeah. This is liquid gold you're producing. You should be very proud. Well done. Like after labor. She's feeding really yeah, yeah. well. That's really good, Patricia. And <laughs> Patrick. I'm Patrick. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the interesting thing about them is you think, oh, they're fantastic. They're set up here in Ireland. But like many Irish people who've gone and lived abroad, they just want to go home because they want their wider family around them. They want the grannies and granddads and they want Vanessa to be in that circle. Always the family is there, you know. We have the friends there, but that's not the same, like, yeah. I don't know, hopefully, hopefully you have the good there. No, maybe, no, maybe no yeah. better. It's better now here yeah. in Ireland. But about the family, it's better there, you know. So I'll pass little Vanessa back to you, Patrick. So it, it's lovely to have met you both. It's been my pleasure to look after you. And the best of luck. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Back on the road now, on to see our, our next lady. So uh, we'll um, be making our way now down towards Glasnevin. Now, there's a quite a great story a few years ago of uh, a little girl, and I called to see her mum for her pregnancy checkup. And uh, of course, I asked for a urine sample, and this little this little one was looking on in great interest, wanting to know why I, why I wanted to see her ma's wheeze. <laughs> so I told her, well, that's, uh, that's the, the way we check that the baby's doing the baby's wheeze. You know, this is what I answered her with. And she took that all in. So anyway, she was, she was calling me the, the nurse doctor. And I said, no, I'm the midwife. The midwife is the, is the lady who looks after mums having babies. So when her dad arrived home throughout the, the course of the visit, she said, dad, your, your wife is after calling to see if the baby's doing his wheeze. <laughs> it was brilliant. I said, well, that's close enough for me. She's, she got the wife bit anyway. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Mama's gonna sing you a lullaby. So we've reached our little destination, Glasnev, and we're going to see uh, again another lovely couple. Uh, having had their second baby, a little baby boy, and this little guy is nine days old today. So we'll uh, we'll go in and see how this how he's doing. Have we mammies and grannies and everybody neighbours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See this new baby. So we arrive in Glass Nevin and we're visiting baby number two on the trip with Heather and it's a professional couple really. Our mum is Ashleen, dad is Carl, and they've just had little baby Killian and he is really, really tiny. He's 
gorgeous. He's great. Yeah. Well, he yeah. is. And his jaundice okay. looks like it's receding. It looks which like I'm he's gone more pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's is, what indeed. we're delighted with. And he said he'd given out a bit more this morning, great. you know, so I was like, okay, that's great. a good sign. It know? absolutely is. Ashing, that's, that's really good. Yeah. How are you doing? Grand, yeah, better. Getting more, a little bit more asleep today. every so yeah, often. Great. You know? Yeah, good. Yeah. And um, how's the feeding going? He's still very slow. He's still kind of... Falling asleep and it's a struggle to keep him awake. Now okay. this morning when he was given out, he did a good feed after that because he, was, he seemed he a bit more awake. awake. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd yeah. probably get ten minutes and he'd fall asleep and then I might get another five minutes. Okay. But it's kind of getting him up and changing him in between and okay. And like tell me about the wet nappies. The big, the big deal. They're still wet. They're okay, still great. a little, uh, little yellowy. You okay. know, they're, they're like not as dark as what we saw no, the last day. No, they're not great. as dark. They're lightened up a bit, but. Great. And there's still plenty of them and plenty of dirty well, that's, nappies. That, that's your really reassuring yeah. thing. That's yeah. wonderful. So yeah. long as you're getting five. Yeah. And the, the poops are yellow, are they? Poops are yellow, yes, are they? He's doing it. She refers to the dad. Yeah. 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 yeah, so they are uh, they're yellow. A common theme I discovered when I was talking to so many of the mothers for this programme was that they just don't want to be identified as a mother, even though they're right literally up to their necks and nappies and bottles and feeding and lack of sleep and all that. They're right in the throes of that. But they, they really kept saying to me, I want to be known as other things as well. I want to be identified by what I do. And I don't want people just talking to me about the baby because that's what it is all the time. And Ashleen is a professional. She lectures in DCU and she has a very interesting take on this. So, um, I was in the middle of term when he came, you know, so it was a bit of a shock having to get, you know, people to cover for me. But I mean, my leave starts straight away. So I'll probably take until term starts next September so that's a good 10 months yeah. I'll have you know which would be nice it was around the same for rushing as well you know um, and for rushing it was nice going back to work then after the 10 months because yeah. you feel like you know your identity is reassured and stuff you know people um, you know it's hard being at home by yourself with the baby and just being a mother you know or just being seen as a mother for for a long time so it's nice to go back to work as well so now I'll just see his weight. Oh, fantastic. Look, well oh, done. Brilliant. 3.12 kilos. That's a remarkable oh, weight gain. Yeah. Really well done. Oh, oh man, Killian. Cheerful. <laughs> Killian, you're right. I'm sorry your blanket's destroyed. He's just done a little whittles. <laughs> yeah, we were lucky. We, we, we ducked for cover there. <laughs> yeah. Look at your microphone. Yeah, get, he wants to be <laughs> shown. He wants to be heard on the radio, don't you? From the first time the doctor placed you in my arms. Before I let you meet Harlow, questions arose in my mind. Would I be man enough against wrong? Choose right and be standing up. From the hospital that first night, took the hour just to get the car seated right. Driving off fast got me kind of upset. Got you home safe, placed you in your bassinet. That night, I don't think one wink I slept. As I slipped out my bed to your crib, I crept, touched your head gently, felt my heart melt. I love you and I'm here for you. Just the two of us. Oh yeah, good. We have oh, yeah, something cool. up here. Great. Our next lady now will be um, our last visit of, of this morning. Mm. And she's a girl who delivered her baby, uh, I think six days. I think this little baby is six days old today. This is a little baby girl having had a little boy 15 months ago. and uh, she's You strike me as being back. a bit anxious about this lady. Not that I'm anxious about her, but I don't feel she would have had as much support um, as maybe some of the other mums that I visit. We're walking down a road here in the inner city in Dublin and most of the houses are boarded up. 
She doesn't live here. She does, Brenda. Yeah, she does. So this is a Georgian house in flat. Is that vomit? It is. I know it is, yeah. Yeah. So here we are now. We'll just wait for her to come to us. Oh, hi there. Hello. Hello. How are you? Mary comes and meets us. Lovely warm greeting. We go into the house and the house is falling apart. You know, the carpets are disgusting. The walls are manky. And I think we're going to one of the rooms within this house, but we're not. We walk in the corridor, we take a left, we go down the stairs, we're actually going outside. So we're kind of going down the back garden to what looks like a shed, except it's slightly more than a shed. And you've got one main room, bedroom, and a little bathroom off the side, and it's bedsit basically. Uh, there are no windows in it apart from two skylights with bars over them, so it feels very stuffy. Oh, that's okay. She already has a young fella. Like, where would you put him? You couldn't let him out at all. It's okay. It's okay. You walk into the place, the biggest thing there is the telly. But the place is spotless. It's very warm. And it's very cosy. Mary comes from an Irish travelling background. And her partner comes from Malawi. My name is Omega. Hi, Omega. How are you? And... Thanks for letting me into your home. You're more than welcome. Now, Mary says she doesn't have a whole lot of support from her family. She says there's a bit of a rift there now because she started to live with an African man. Are you a little run down after baby number two? Yeah, I am, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's just a change in the weather. So you're not getting a huge amount of sleep? No, every three hours I'm up with a newborn. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. hard going. And then she's a hungry baby. Sometimes she can be waking every two hours. Okay. So, so she's keeping you on your toes. Oh, definitely. But oh, it's worth Mary. it on. Yeah, well, of course. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 29, an Irish traveller. Went, obviously, against the traveller's tradition. Well, the culture of a traveller is usually marrying their own, like, their cousins. Or, but I went against that. I'm living with a Malawian man. I'm very happy. I'm three years with him. My second baby. And I can't complain. Life mm. is good so far, so good at the moment. Can you describe the house and the size of it? And place is very small at the moment. We would have been out long ago, but we're just waiting on the council for a place. There's three in front of us. We, um, they told us if we leave, we're not going to get a, a place like to go and take us off the emergency list. So we have no choice to stick it out with two babies. I feel bad about this because for me personally, I don't mind. But, you know, for the children that are born, they need good environment to grow up. You know, like if I go to my friend's place, they've got a big house. And then I come back home, I see the tiny box that I'm living in. You know, it's something which I really think like, but I have no option because we're waiting for the house. Mm. Thinking maybe our children in the future, they can have a better place to live in and they can have a big garden, you know. Now our little baby's making some noise here. Beautiful yeah, yeah. new Sienna. Yeah. Can you remember when she was born? Uh, it was a good feeling, you know. You know, you know, something which, if you start explaining it, it's yeah. a really wonderful thing because you're holding that tiny little baby that has been living in the tummy for nine months and now you're holding it for that moment. You know, it's a good feeling. It's a happy time. Just look at her little face and seeing the smile in the mornings. Oh, you feel like you're just, you're rich by heart. You know, you feel, oh, she brings life, happiness, everything to my home. And, oh, I couldn't see life without her and she's just four days here. <laughs> and even my little boy too. I'd be lost without him. Gorgeous. Yeah. Look at her. She's a beauty. And fast asleep. Her jaundice is really improving. Yeah, I see her colour is much more pink today. 
Great. Thank you. So you're doing a great job. Well done, Mary. Thanks. Today I was going to do her weight check, if you don't mind. That's perfect. Is that all right? That's we, no we bother. Her. Of course. So babies always lose a little bit of weight after they're born. You know you this. Me, yeah. yeah. So so I would hope by today she's starting to weight gain a little bit. I hope so. So her check today is to see if she's putting on a little and bit of she weight. She doesn't let me surprised because she's a hungry she's baby. She's well. constantly taking her drinks. Okay. How did she weigh, Mary? She weighed ten pound two. <laughs> Good woman. <laughs> the big one. Fine baby. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. So her weight is coming up really nicely. Is she's it? A, yeah, she's oh no, another oh, baby peeing on us again. <laughs> See Anna. Oh, this I'm sorry, your blanket will have to go for more. the wash. They're devils, they're peeing on me all morning. <laughs> so today she's coming in just under ten pounds. She's nine pounds fifteen. That's, that's really good. Yeah, well done. Thanks. Little baby dolls, say your words. Mommy's gonna buy you a rocking bird. And if that rocking bird don't sing, Mommy's gonna buy you a dog. And that was Heather's last call of the morning. For me, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. But for Heather, back in the mini, back on Google Maps, and off she continued. If you want to ride a rainbow, come with me. I will take you in a magic purple sea. Maybe we will find a thousand sugar fish. When you eat them, they will grab your average. We'll get some fresh air, we'll blow the cobwebs. <laughs> By the sea here, why not? Beautiful. And if you want your friends to come and bring them home. I see the Mayo flags are still flying. We just can't give in to the defeat of it yet. Oh my goodness, it's windy out today. Is it too cold for us? It is. It's a bit nippy now, but he's 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 like a little sausage. He's uh, he he's well wrapped up. Next up, we went to Ackle and we met Mum and Dad, Roche and Damien. They already have a two-year-old called Sive, and they've just welcomed baby Ushin into their family. Roisin takes me to the local beach where she talks about, and this is a lovely piece, where she talks about what she sees for her children. Next summer, I see myself here, picnic blanket, two kids, sandcastles, sand everywhere, getting frustrated that the car, car is full of sand. <laughs> that's my dream. That's, that's what I want for my kids. And I, hopefully my kids are going to turn around to their kids and say the same thing. <laughs> yes. He had a tremendous amount of hair. I could as much as say that he had more hair than his daddy. <laughs> how are we feeling about that, daddy? Oh, well, sure, look, how can you feel about it? He has. <laughs> He's great. He's in great health. He is, last three nights now, I'm not going to jinx myself, but he went down at 12 and got up at half eight. So I am like... Won the sleep lottery, as we call it in this house. Yeah, so I don't know. I might even have a glass of wine at the weekend. <laughs> but no, he's in, he's in great form. Um, when I have Oshin in my arms, I feel really content. I feel, I feel warm. It's, it's not something you can actually put into words, but it's like, like that feeling when you get when you're a child and you get a hug off your dad or something. It's a fantastic feeling. That's how I feel. I feel that I've got my own baby now. As much as a responsibility it is, he's mine. I created him. Can't, you can't explain it, but it's a fantastic feeling. 
For a lot of dads, one of the really big things about babies and this year was the fact that paternity leave came into existence. And at least four or five dads I met availed of paternity leave, including Damien. It was a great thing for the government to bring in in September. It was mighty. I availed the two weeks. I took them straight away as soon as Ushin was born. I took me two weeks. Yeah. It really helped me bond with Saif, who was two, yeah. when Ushin was born. Like Just in case she was a bit jealous of the newborn coming into the house, I could kind of entertain her while Mammy was breastfeeding, you know, whatever. I was there to be able to get stuff, we'll say, to ease the pressure while Roisin was, was here. For instance, we say if she had a section or anything, like she could be laid up for six mm. weeks without driving or anything like that. And that's very difficult around here. We have rainbows, we have rain and we have a very cute baby. What's the name of the national school here again? This is Saulia National School. Like I don't see shops or a village around. Nothing, or... nothing. We're kind of far <laughs> from stuff. You need a car. Badly. <laughs> There's no other word for no, it. No, no. Within the expansive area of where they live in Mayo, there wouldn't have been that many babies born. I suppose to demonstrate this, we go to visit the local national school there. Hello. Hi, Una, how are you? Hello, how are you, Oisín? Nice Good. to see you. How are things? Principal of Saulia National School, Una McLaughlin. Hi, Oisín. Pupil to be. Oh, brilliant. He'll be in to us in a few years, will he? Oh, he will, yeah. No bother. Fantastic. He'll be driving you crazy. Will he? Yeah. I don't want any bad reports now coming home. Look, <laughs> look at that angelic face. <laughs> Just remember this now when he's been bold <laughs> in years to come. How angelic he looked. And how many would be in his class, do you think, in or around? Well, now at the moment Here. I have uh, a class of eight, another yeah. class of eight, a class of nine, a class of five. So I'd say between five and six. OK. Probably we'll start with him. Roisin was saying she came here and her mum and her aunts came here. Do you have that generational We thing? certainly do. We have uh, a lot of that going on here because a lot of people, maybe if they go to England or wherever they might go for a while, they tend to come back. Mm. and they'll resettle in Ackle. And we have a lot of uh, families whose second generation, third generation are here in the school. Yeah, wouldn't have them any other place. We'll put a school bag in Ocean and send them off. What's yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can have them tomorrow, Una. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them down at nine. May your hands always be busy. May your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation. When the winds of change is shift May your heart always be joyful May your song always be sung And may you stay The next 2016 baby we're going to hear about is Michael Etha, who was born last May. But we didn't get to see Michael because his mum, Michelle, lives in direct provision in Mosney and we weren't allowed in there to record. So Michelle came out on her own to talk to me. Oh, Mosney, Mosney, Mosney. So stressful. Mosney is stressful because, like, if you're in your house, you make out a schedule of how to do things. But knowing direct provision, you can't do that. Everything is detected for you. 
there's a time you have to go to carry your food. Even if your kids are sleeping, you have to carry them along with you. Sometimes I skip going to the kitchen because I don't like waking them up and be putting them on the buggy to go and get food. And if you go to the kitchen to get food, it's another trouble. I'm breastfeeding. I eat, you know, I eat to recover what I've given to my child. You go to the kitchen to get food, they won't give it to you. They will give you little food. They say, oh, no, you're single. It's just you. Your babies are not eating. But I said, I'm breastfeeding. This food, maybe you give me two scoops of rice. I said, oh, this is not going to be enough food to eat. No, it's going to cause trouble. Those are the things. Talk me through this particular pregnancy. When did you find out you were pregnant and was it something you wanted? Oh, I just had my baby girl. I, I didn't really want the pregnancy. I went to my GP and they gave me this patch so that I wouldn't get pregnant, but I did. Then I said, oh, no, I don't want this pregnancy. Oh, no, no, my baby is too young. I can't do it. Said, oh. So I said, okay, you go home. There's nothing I can do for you. There's a day I, I stood naked in my room and I was saying to God, if this is a punishment, please take it away from me. If it's going to kill me, I don't want this pregnancy anymore. I was standing, I was crying, and my little girl was looking at me. She crossed to me, and she was, like, rubbing my leg. Oh, that day I felt so good and bad. Was it that it was too soon for your little girl, or were you thinking, I don't know if I want to have another baby right now in this country and what kind of future it will have? Yeah, things like that came to my mind that... Oh, I'm still going to have this baby on this one room and wish my daughter doesn't have a space to play in the room. I said, oh, no, this is not what I planned for. <sighs> but the baby was there. There is nothing that I could do. I just have to love, love the baby. Can I ask about the dad? Yeah. Have you got a partner? Yeah, they do. They have their father. Actually, the two of them is one father. I've known the father since 2009. I came to Ireland in 2008, so since then we've known each other. We're young, we fight, we quarrel. He's young as well. We always quarrel and fight and say, oh, no, I'm not talking to you anymore. But eventually we talk to each other again. So, But he was there, and when I told him I was pregnant for the second one, he said, oh, no, it's not possible. I said, well, it is. He said, oh, no, he's not ready for that. He's not ready for the second one. Life is not okay. I said, it will be fine. If we can accept it, we're going to do it. Well, he stopped talking to me for a week. He didn't talk to me. Even if I called him, he won't talk to me. So I was all alone for a week. Then after that, he came back and he said, he's not going to leave me alone. He's going to go all the way with me. So that's how we did it. So are you in a, in a relationship with him? Yeah. And are you happy together? Yes, for mm. now we are. Well, you never can tell... Well, what the next minutes will bring so mm. expect the unexpected I remember giving birth to Michael oh the experience is so lovely When you are in pain, you think you never end. But the moment you bring the child out, the open fades away. When he came, he was so cute. So that made everything worth it. 
You called him Champ, but his name is Michael. Yeah, I called him Champ because the way he was coming out, he was rushing out like a champion, so I called him Champ. Twenty-ninth of November. About four o'clock in the morning, Lisa, did the contraction start? Yeah, I got the first contraction around half four, I'd say it wasn't. We're chatting to the Connolly, Stephen and Lisa because I suppose you can plan a certain amount when it comes to birth and the delivery and all of that, but you can't plan everything and they really proved that. We're now at quarter to nine in the morning, Mm -hmm. uh, so rush hour traffic. Lisa was in labour and Stephen was driving from their home in Kildare to Hollis Street Hospital in Dublin. Uh, We turned onto James's Street. But there was, again, traffic all the way. Um, but again, really in the car, I, I'd say we were calm. I was calm because we've been through this before. Uh, the contractions were still, you know, all the way in, they were 10 minutes apart, 7 minutes apart. We weren't, we weren't panicked. And it wasn't until we got to Christchurch where Lisa shouted that her waters had broke mm-hmm. that things took a, a slight turn. But again, even at that moment, on Jake, when Lisa's waters broke, we had five odd hours before Jake actually arrived. So um, still, there wasn't a huge flurry So he's of Mr panic. Zen here, is he, Lisa? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's Stephen anyway. Like, he's usually Mr Cam and collected, aren't you? <laughs> well. he, I didn't quite believe me, I think, when I was like, Ooh, you know, things are getting serious now. <laughs> This is getting worse when my water's broke and I, I, the realisation kind of set in like, okay, this is actually, this is going to happen and I don't know if we're going to make it to the hospital. And I was trying to tell him, I was like, you know, I don't know if we're going to make it. And he's like, we were, we're going to make it. We're nearly there. And, you know, this is when obviously the erratic driving started. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Stephen was like, oh, just drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> You drove on the wrong side of the road. Tell me, in Dublin city centre? Yeah. In Dublin city centre. So at this moment it was still calm, but then Lisa said, the baby's on the way, pull over the car, I have to push. And I said, don't you dare push. I said, we're, we're, we'll make it, don't worry. Uh, so I, I got onto the wrong side of the road on James Street, um, put the hazards on and blew the horn and started driving down the wrong side of the road. But then Lisa shouted again and said, the baby's on the way out. So I could see how serious we... A situation we were in, so I pulled the car in. At this stage, because we've been through it before, not that I thought she was exaggerating, I just... I actually knew I had to give him a look. That's when he knew, I mean, pull the car over. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so we did. So once I pulled the car over, I could see now Lisa is sitting in the passenger seat, fully clothed, her, her thermal socks are still on. <laughs> Everything is... <laughs> You know, when I got out of the car, I had to find a way to sit Lisa back first of all, but the baby seat was behind us, so I had to get that out of the way. Oh my God. So this is all happening very quickly. Yeah. Um, then got to sit Lisa, Lisa back, um, and once, once I saw what was going on, um, once we got Lisa's clothes out of the way, I could see that Jonah was halfway out. So I just got my hands around Jonah and pulled him the rest of the way and lifted him up but but as I lifted him up he started crying so that was a huge relief to me and Lisa and um, I just put him onto Lisa's chest put my coat over the two of them and and there we were happy family sitting in the front of a Renault Laguna um, wouldn't say quite you have families <laughs> <laughs> like the panic sets in like you know oh god is it, uh, what's, what's going to be wrong this is not a right position to be you know sitting in having a baby and you know what's is the car all the stuff that goes through your mind oh my god oh my god this isn't going to turn out right you know mm. so as soon as the baby started crying it was just a relief and then shock. <laughs> but, but what was good was as soon as I jumped out of the car, there was a guy 
guy on a, a bike right beside us at the traffic lights. Uh, his name is Paul Barry. Great guy to have at, at my side. Um, I, I just shouted at him to call an ambulance. Uh, he had a paramedic in my ear while I was looking after Jonah and the paramedic walked me through clearing his airways and making sure the card was out of the way and so on. So it was great to have that in my ear while, while this was going on. The paramedics arrived after what, what seemed so like quick. two minutes mm-hmm. um, and there was a hand on my shoulder saying we'll take it from here, which was great. I just sat in the, the driver's seat beside Lisa and Jonah. But then the experience got even more surreal. The paramedics clamped the cord in the car and gave me the scissors to, to cut the cord in the car, which was, again, a surreal experience. Um, and then when we looked up, there was a fire brigade, two ambulances, two police cars and, and about 40 onlookers uh, right outside the car. Town so, pretty much came town to a standstill. <laughs> and then we all headed off to Hall Street. So you even got an escort. I got an escort down the house, which is fantastic. An escort through town. Well, you've done a lot of work, Stephen, <laughs> in fairness. An escort through Dublin City Centre at rush hour traffic. The fact that everything turned out okay, we genuinely feel like we're the most blessed couple. <laughs> we really do, and our, and our little four-year-old is so happy to have a little brother, and uh, he's a great, content little man, and yeah. we're just besotted with him. Oh, my baby. Oh, my baby. Oh, I... Mum Lisa Connolly with baby Jonah, who of all her 2016 babies made probably the most flamboyant entrance. Oh, I... Oh, my... Papa sings a Christmas song And it's so sweet that Nana sings along the music notes fall from the sky. It's baby's first Christmas lullaby. The angels smile and spread their wings. And if you listen, you can hear them sing. And through the room, reindeers dance and fly. That's baby's first Christmas lullaby. Our next 2016 baby is Bella Rose. Her mum is Becky Furlong and she has a big brother Patrick who's 19 months and a big sister who's eight and her name is Molly. Molly, I was talking to a lady today and she was congratulating me on having the two kids and she was telling me that her son had the same thing as Bella. And he is 25 now. What, heart? Yeah, the, the hole in the heart. The same thing and everything. And there's absolutely not a bother off him. I didn't even know and I know... It's dinner time in the house, which is outside Enniscorthy in County Wexford. And Becky says that mealtimes here are hard work at the moment. Okay, I'm getting her syringes now with some sterilised water. She has to tube feed Bella Rose because, unfortunately, Bella Rose was born with a list of various conditions. All her feeds are done that way mm-hmm. because she takes nothing orally at all. Mm-hmm. She has a congenital heart defect, she has a cleft palate and she's also a condition where some of her internal organs mirror each other. So her heart is very serious because instead of having a right and a left chamber, she has two lefts. She has three spleens. <laughs> Just disconnecting her, her um, tube. Because she's going to vomit. She's just a little doting of a baby. All she does is smile. There. This happens kind of every every feed. Intellectually and developmentally, she's flying it. So it's these health things that are obviously the big worry. And Becky is struggling, I suppose, to come to terms with it all. 
to manage it. It takes a lot of time to tube feed a baby, a lot of skill. It's a huge learning curve. But she's getting there and there's so much love in the house. It just knocks you over when you go in. She gets a bit of a fright when she gets sick. She doesn't like it at all. She kind of chokes on it a bit as well. She's not able for um, to get it up. Oh, no. Okay, Dolly. Okay. It's all right. Oh, it's all right. I know. I know. That's awful getting sick, isn't it? No, all you were doing was enjoying being fed. Then you had to stop and get sick. Do you know? Oh, look at Molly cleaning oh, no, up darling. the floor. Okay, Mammy, you'll do what, it. What a dose. Yeah, and, but see, this is what I mean as well. Like, she's eating her dinner, but normally she has to stop because you need 50 hands while she's vomiting because her tube flies out, so you're trying to hold it in. There's puke everywhere. Patrick runs into it, slips in it and falls. So Molly has to get up from her dinner and clean up or grab Patrick or get me a cloche or... Get me something. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of takes away from her a lot. Yeah. Molly does an awful lot for me. Molly can get be in the middle of playing and has to stop to help. I just like helping my mum. You do. Helping her fella. Molly worries about leaving me to go mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. She worries that I won't. I might need her. Yeah. Do you know? Even yeah. to go over to my sister to play or something. Yeah. She frets sometimes yeah. and she needs to come home again. But yeah. she doesn't need to because she's allowed to be a little girl. She is. And allowed to play. And when my dad was going to town, um, I was going to go with him, but then I got too worried about with my mum. She worried about me and And so I jumped out of the car and I left town. Well, you are fantastic. I sincerely hope Santi's going to reflect that. Uh, I told her that this year. I think Santi's going to know exactly how special she's been. Mm. See, Molly thinks Bella is special. And I think Molly's special too, though. Okay. That's why we got Bella, isn't it? Mm. Because only strong, special people can do it. Yeah. And that's why Molly does it. But isn't some it, babe? days I do be crying about it and say, why doesn't anyone else have it but me? Mm. Um, oh, no, you do think more yeah. me sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Born with the moon in cancer Choose her a name she will answer to Call her green and the winters cannot fade her Call her green for the children who've made her little green Be a gypsy dancer Our next 2016 baby hasn't arrived yet. His mum and dad, Anita and Colin Butler, already have Matilda and are expecting a new little brother for her any day now. Yeah, the bags are packed. We have two small bags, one for me and one for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my bag, there are these gigantic grandma-sized underwear. Mm. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> now, Anita comes from Australia and Colin um, is from Castlenock, actually. The basics like a nighty that's top opening for breastfeeding and um you know the toiletries so you can feel human again after it all it's the best shower in the world <laughs> after who's going to mind matilda what's going to happen Colm's parents are superb 
they adore Matilda, they do everything and anything for her. So basically, they're on call no matter what time of day it is, they're going to come here if it's in the middle of the night and stay in the spare bed or otherwise they're going to, you know, take her off to their place if it's during the day. Um, and we're just going to go down the road and that'll be that. Yeah. And you will be very calm. No, I'm, I'm usually pretty calm. I'm the, I'm, I'm the chilled out one in this, uh, in this household. <laughs> yeah, you start telling all the dad jokes and <laughs> it's like in a moment of stress, you know, you start making all of these jokes and I have to kind of wallop you over the head just to get you to calm down and stop telling all the bad jokes because it's annoying. <laughs> but, it, you know, neither of us panic too much. Okay, so we have grandparents on standby, yeah. we've Colm on standby, we have yeah. me on standby. <laughs> I have given them a loan of my little recorder and if they remember, they're going to take that into the labour ward and hopefully capture some of the drama and the joy of the birth of their little son. I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It already makes me teary sometimes when I think about it. I mean, that sounds a bit corny, but it's true. You're never prepared for how you feel about your child when they're born. world changes everything is the rug is swept up from under you with you know the love you feel and the responsibility you feel and how unprepared you feel and all of that Hopefully now, has to be. The room is ready. We have all the baby equipment's all back into the house again. Yeah. Uh, it's been pell-mell for the last week or so. I'm so going to introduce you to Teresa Cullentine. Uh, Teresa had a big year this year because she became a granny for the first time. Uh, she had two grandchildren and I suppose typical of many Irish families. Her daughter Jean lives just up the road from her and she had baby Jack. We had to get her cot. We had to get a bath. But her son Marvin lives out in Edmonton in Canada and his partner Brittany and himself had a little baby boy Kieran. So she doesn't get to hold Kieran like she gets to hold Jack. Just waiting now for the moment. <laughs> I know. We're meeting Teresa in Dublin Airport because Teresa's there with all the members of her family who live in Ireland. Oh, it means an awful lot. She's had Marvin home for a few weeks and see the new grandson. That's Teresa's husband, Bill, and they're both holding a big banner. The National School where Marvin attended, St Coleman's in Bellevue in Mullingar, the sixth class art group, they did up a banner for him today, especially for him for today. And today they're all watching the sliding doors and arrivals for baby Kieran, who's seven months old and is on his way to his first Christmas in Mullingar. Finally, he emerges. Here they are, eventually. We're waving. Here. The size of him. Oh my goodness. How are you? I'm over here. How are you? Lots of hugs here. Very welcome. Now I just want to get this little man for the first time. Say hello. hello to him. Oh, you're a grand little fella. How are you? Say hello to your grandfather. 
How are you? He's He's tired. Says I tonight's the night. We'll dance to the rain and the flickering light around we go. Heel to the toe, God says I tonight's the night. We'll dance to the rain and the flickering light. Do you remember Anita and Colm, who we met earlier? Anita from Australia, Colm from Castle Knock, all excited about new arrival. And she had this feeling that the baby was going to come quickly. And she was right. Jared Butler. He was born. What time was he born? Nine minutes past two. Nine minutes past two on the AM. And he's beautiful. And we're delighted to have him as part of our family. Uh, you got a, an older sister that's dying to meet you. He, I have no idea what he weighs yet. It's probably between seven, eight pounds. And he doesn't have a lot of hair, but it looks like it's kind of light. Nicholas, what an appropriate name for a Christmas baby. It was a privilege to meet all of the 2016 babies. Vanessa, Killian, Sienna, Oshin, Michael, Jonah, Bella Rose, Kieran, and Nicholas. From myself... And the Like Family Programme, a very happy Christmas.